Thank you for the invitation and the opportunity to talk about uh, this uh, recent result in uh, theoretical cosmology, so to say, because it um, deals with the beginning and the end of uh, the universe. Because in my opinion, we cannot talk about uh, the end of the universe without uh, knowing uh, very well the beginning. Essentially, the question of the beginning and the end of the universe are related to three uh, important questions. Where are we now, I would say? Where are we coming from? And where are we going? Question that uh, not only uh, comes from, uh, come from uh, science, but of course are questions that uh, are uh, most relevant also for uh, philosophy and theology. And uh, there is a famous painting, as you probably know, by Paul Gauguin, an impressionist, who would uh, ask the same, we, we entitled with the, the same three questions, where are we coming from? Who are we? Where are we going? Or in a painting of 1896, uh, seven, sorry. So this is, uh, uh, practically speaking, uh, the timeline of the story of the universe as we know up to now. What we can uh, say is that the universe in which we know and which we are started with a, a hot and dense phase that we call Big Bang. This hot and dense phase should have been, should because we really we don't know the theory that uh, describes this phase uh, because uh, should have been governed by quantum mechanics slash quantum field theory. And in the sense that the gravity that is uh, the main force that drives uh, the universe should be should have behaved uh, according to the law of quantum mechanics at the beginning. But uh, we do not uh, have come out yet with the theory of quantum gravity uh, until now. We have different proposal, uh, loop, uh, string theory, loop quantum gravity, asymptotic safety, dynamical triangulation. I've worked on some of these uh, different approaches, but nobody knows uh, which is the theory that really uh, worked at the beginning of the universe. And this is uh, around the Planck time that is from zero to 10 to the minus, four, to 10 to the minus 43 seconds. Above Planck time, um, gravity probably, probably decoupled from the other uh, uh, interaction in the sense that uh, we're not, was not behaving anymore uh, according to the law of quantum mechanics. Uh, and uh, uh, while the other interaction, I mean, uh, the strong interaction, strong nuclear interaction, weak nuclear interaction, and uh, the electromagnetic interaction uh, probably were unified. Here there are different philosophy playing around because um, some people like string theorists would say, no, you have to quantize gravity, making first the, um, the unification of fundamental forces. 
Uh, and uh, other approach would say, no, gravity should be quantized independently from the other interaction. It's a matter of uh, philosophy, more than philosophy, methodology yet. And we don't know yet um, who is right. Uh, the main problem is that uh, there is no experimental hint about uh, uh, how really gravity should behave quantum mechanically. And um, anyway, um, uh, the universe uh, started that we had the process that was called the nucleosynthesis. But um, this quantum fluctuation that probably uh, happened at the quantum phase of the universe drove another phenomena that we'll, go, we'll be going to discuss later that is called inflation for which the universe in the its first moment expanded more than it's expanding now. And uh, after uh, and, and, um, inflation ended, the first light of the universe uh, was emitted around uh, 400 million years after, uh, uh, sorry, I was wrong, uh, 400,000 years uh, after the Big Bang. And this is the cosmic microwave background radiation. It is uh, still studied uh, because from the cosmic microwave background radiation, we can uh, derive information regarding the structure of the universe and um, also um, dark matter, dark energy, things that I will introduce later, and also um, about uh, uh, the, how the universe, how the universe, uh, how the universe is now. And uh, nucleosynthesis went on, uh, but the first star formed only after uh, uh, around four thousand million years after the Big Bang. This data now has, has been uh, questioned too because of the new observation of James Webb telescopes. But uh, the universe anyway continued to expand. The, there was the formation of galaxies and planets. And now we arrive to the accelerated expansion that is due to an ingredient that we will also introduce later that is called the dark energy. Anyway, uh, according to this timeline of the universe, uh, the universe uh, is uh, 13.77 um, billion years old. In reality, uh, the new data from the Planck satellite will say that the universe now is uh, 13.82 billion years old. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned, um, the model on which we have described the universe uh, is called the Lambda CDM model. Lambda st stands for the cosmological, uh, Lambda is the cosmological cost, and CDM called dark matter. But, uh, and, and, the, and this model is still the model that we use to describe the universe. Anyway, this is in general called this model Big Bang cosmology. Big Bang because, uh, as I mentioned, um, the universe started with this uh, hot and dense phase that is called uh, Big Bang. And uh, the, uh, essentially, the, this uh, relativistic cosmology is called, uh, as his father in uh, Albert Einstein, who formulated the theory of general relativity in um, 1915. 
uh, as um, I want to highlight is that uh, a human being is part of a world that we call the universe a part uh, limited in space and time, but uh, is able to describe this uh, space and time. Um, here is an image of uh, the Virgo cluster, that is uh, the cluster of galaxies uh, to which also our galaxies, the Milky Way, belongs. And all these galaxies are linked uh, gravitationally. So, as I was stressing also before, uh, the main force, uh, so to say, that uh, is able to describe the, the, the evolution of the universe is gravity. But the gravity that uh, uh, we use is essentially the gravity that was described and introduced by Albert Einstein, uh, who formulated the general theory, the theory of general relativity and he solved uh, essentially the problem of um, uh, the problem of formulating a field theory of gravity because uh, up to newton as you have heard before in the presentation uh, the force of gravity is was described by an action at distance mm, this means that uh, a perturbation in uh, in Newtonian formulation will propagate with an infinite velocity. Einstein was able to formulate a theory of gravity in which the perturbation will propagate with a velocity that is the velocity of light. Uh, Einstein's general relativity is in an extension of um, special relativity. Uh, special relativity deals with um, inertial reference frame, means the reference frame in which uh, the, the velocity of uh, one frame respect to the, the other is constant. And um, now with general relativity, the velocity of uh, two reference frame are not anymore constant, but could be arbitrary. And uh, Einstein general relativity is, is based on, on one, uh, here I was, I've, I've written, it's, it's based on one principle and uh, uh, the whose corollary is uh, the, the principle of equivalence. It's mainly based on the principle of equivalence that says that the gravitational mass is equal to the inertial mass. What means gravitational mass? The, um, the very reason for which two bodies attract each other is the same um, the inertia for which a body will oppose to motion. And uh, a corollary of the equivalence principle is covariance principle that says that the physical law are the same, are covariant in every reference frame. There is no anymore a preferred reference frame in the universe or reference frames that uh, one respect to the other can have arbitrary velocity are equivalent. Okay, this has uh, strong consequences because space-time, uh, that is a physical entity now, and is a unicum, and it's not a space divided by time, but it's a, a unique entity that is called space-time, that is the space plus the time that we know. It's a physical entity that is modified by the presence of massive body, uh, uh, as well as energy, because as we, you have heard in, present, in, in, um, in previous talk, uh, mass and energy are equivalent for, for, a, for Einstein. 
um, massive body as well, energy are source of space-time curvature. I mean, massive body as well, energy will generate curvature on the um, fabric of the space-time, as you see in, in the pictures. Pre-falling body will move on the equivalence of, um, on what is called, uh, uh, we move on curved space, so to say, curved uh, on curves the, uh, Laurentia, uh, that in, in Laurentia space, similar to, so uh, to be more clear, uh, in, 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 in a plane, uh, what happens is that uh, a particle, a free particle will move on straight line. Uh, now, on, in um, general relativity, uh, the, um, the surface are curved, so the bodies will move on the equivalent of straight line on curved space that are called geodesics, uh, that are uh, uh, the equivalent of straight line, of, of straight line on the plane. A gravitational force is no longer an action as a distance as a was uh, presupposed by uh, Galileo and uh, Newton, but is a field means the perturbation propagates not with an infinite velocity, but a finite velocity, the velocity of light, like, like in electromagnets. Okay. Now, this gives you the idea of what is real space-time. This is a simulation of the collision of two um, neutron stars, you see, because uh, the mass energy will vary because of the fusion, the background that is the space-time is affected, so will generate waves. These waves will propagate uh, uh, wave of, waves of space-time, no, not, not of electromagnetism, and this uh, wave of space-time will be detected by gravitational antenna like LIGO or VIRGO, and uh, we can detect it really that there was a variation of the gravitational field, a perturbation by the gravitational field. Okay, this is uh, more technical, but not. it's the only one of the fewest uh, technical slides that I have. Um, essentially, what we do is in uh, every field of uh, theoretical physics, we write a Lagrangian, that is the kinetic energy minus the potential. Uh, also, we do the same for the gravitational field, uh, and we derive uh, the equation of motion, essentially uh, imposing that the, the action is stationary under the variation, and we derive the Einstein equation, that are six equations. Uh, four of them are constrained, are not real evolution equation, and two of them are independent. Uh, this is also the reason for which uh, uh, if a graviton will exist, it will have only two degrees of freedom. Okay, um, but this is not the important part for our discussion. Um, I think that was a, a Russian mathematician who first discovered that uh, if we uh, impose, a, a, if, you, if one looks for a, a solution of the Einstein equation that is homogeneous and isotropic, uh, that means invariant ante rotation and translation. And one finds uh, the famous uh, Friedman Lemaitre, Robert Walker. Lemaitre, Father Lemaitre was one of the uh, independent uh, discoverers of this uh, solution. 
this solution says that essentially, as you, you see, the universe in which we live is like the surface of a balloon that inflates. The radius of this balloon is the time as long as, so uh, because of the Big Bang, this hot and phase space, um, the universe uh, will uh, tend to expand because of this uh, uh, initial uh, uh, hot and dense phase. And um, the distances between the object on the universe that are on the, these two dimensional objects, so the distance between the galaxies will increase. So this was really a revolution, and, and this was the beginning of uh, relativistic astrophysics, astrophysics based on uh, Einstein general relativity. Uh, this, um, this is another image that showed the same thing. If you take this balloon and you inflate the balloon, the balloon, the distance between the object and the balloon will uh, increase. And this is the, the reason for which uh, the distance between the object and the universe is increasing. But this uh, was not accepted by Einstein uh, himself because uh, Einstein had in mind this uh, cosmology of Kant Laplace that says that uh, the boundary of universe should be, uh, should, should be static. Uh, he was against an expanding universe. So he, he introduced an interesting object in this equation that is a cosmological constant in order to get out the solution that uh, will contemplate a static universe. But um, as uh, Jonathan Lunin already mentioned, um, from experimental point of view, uh, Edwin Hubble discovered that um, there was the famous phenomenon of redshift. I mean, if you examine the light of stars of uh, or um, nebulae, uh, galaxy, that uh, you see that uh, this uh, this the spectra of this uh, object. Um, in fact, the light coming from this object can be divided in colors as you saw because uh, uh, um, uh, ray of light can be decomposed in colors. Now, uh, these uh, colors have also a straight line that are uh, ab absorbition, ab absorbition lines. Uh, these uh, lines, uh, if uh, the object is uh, receding from uh, us, from uh, uh, an observer, this light tend to be shifted respect to the normal uh, spectra that is in the center, are receding, are, are shifting towards the red color. Uh, if uh, the object is, um, uh, is uh, coming closer to us, uh, they are blue shifted. Now it happens that all the object uh, that we can observe in the universe are redshifted. That means that really the universe is expanding. So Einstein said publicly that introducing his cosmological constant did the worst mistake of his life. He admitted this publicly. But the story did not uh, did, did not finish because uh, Edwin Hubble, as you already have uh, heard, 
uh, did measurements of uh, the relation between the velocity of recession of the galaxies as function of their distances and did uh, it did with many galaxies in 1929 and uh, he found that there was a, a linear relation but uh, the same thing as um, to, uh, did uh, Father George Lemaitre uh, from a theoretical, poor theoretical point of view, um, solving the Einstein equation, but very poor data respect to the data that Hubble had. And in fact, since the data were very poor, he decides to publish the paper, not uh, on in an important uh, journal, but on a, a Belgian uh, journal, uh, uh, because he believed that the result was not so great, but at least he published this paper before uh, the work of Hubble, and uh, he found that uh, there was a linear uh, relationship between the velocity of recession of galaxies and their distances. But uh, using uh, uh, the Einstein equation with cosmological constant, a model that is called uh, the Sitter model. And now uh, the International Astronomical Union has discovered that the merit of this uh, law, the Hubble law, uh, is both of Hubble and of Lemaitre. So the, uh, the, the Hubble constant would be called now Hubble-Lemaitre constant, as well as the law. Um, but uh, uh, Lemaitre had also another uh, important observation uh, he made is that if the universe is expanding, uh, as uh, already mentioned, there was a time in which the universe was uh, uh, tiner and tiner, and um, the, it probably the universe was like an atom and he uh, formulated the theory of the primeval atom. So uh, th th there should have been a phase, a, a phase of the universe in which the universe would behave according to the law of quantum mechanics. And he, belie and he, he believed that this law of quantum mechanics, this quantum was uh, an, an electromagnetic uh, quantum state because he had in mind light and probably this is something that I learned from um, Dominique Lambert uh, because at the beginning uh, he was conquered this uh, but he changed his idea because he, he believed that uh, uh, we can find all the physical law in the Bible but after he changed completely his mind saying that the theological level and the faith the scientific level are completely independent, are two independent magisteria, he would say. Okay, but he formulated this theory. So in some sense, he was also the father of the theory of quantum gravity because uh, still the problem is there. Um, nobody has solved yet this problem. Uh, as I mentioned, we have um, different theory of quantum gravity and nobody knows which theory is the right one. And this is really a problem. Why it's a problem? Because um, uh, we do not have a theory that uh, would be able to say what, what are the initial condition of our universe. So we, start, we still uh, have a phenomenological description of the universe with the lambda CDM model that uh, is able to fit our cosmological data. Okay. Since this theory of the Big Bang uh, 
was, uh, according to many scientists and also to Einstein himself, too much close to scriptures. Uh, there was another theory that was formulated independently uh, by um, Fred Doyle, a, a British astrophysicist, the steady state universe. Essentially, the steady state universe would say that uh, the, the universe was expanding, but uh, the density of the universe remains co remained constant in such a way that there was no beginning and there would be no end. So this, the universe was always the same, expanding. The, the, the theory of the Big Bang, of course, says that uh, there was a beginning. There was this uh, beginning, so to say, of time with the quantum phase of the universe, uh, something that I call by primeval atom from, uh, for um, Lemaitre. And there will be an also, a, so to say, an end because the density of the universe uh, as universe expand will decrease, of course. And this will be an argument we discuss also later. Now, this theory were considered equivalent from a scientific point of view until in 1965, the famous uh, micro, uh, cosmic microwave grand radiation was discovered by two scientists, Pencius and Wilson, uh, at Bell Laboratories with a big microwave antenna that they show on their backs. And um, essentially, they discovered that there was a, a radiation that was homogeneous and isotropic in all directions, a very small uh, radiation of uh, 2.73 uh, degree Kelvin. And um, this radiation um, uh, was, uh, could be explained with the theory of the Big Bang, but cannot be explained with the theory of the steady state. So the theory of the steady state universe abandoned this theory of the Big Bang is uh, the, the theory that is able to describe the, this phenomenon. Now the cosmic microwave background radiation study uh, always more carefully in the years. So uh, we have a better and better definition until Planck in 2013. This, there are, the, the temperature on the microwave background radiation is uh, homogeneous and isotropic. There are very small variations, tiny variations. And these tiny variations are very much studied and can be can give information on the structure formation in the universe, and, and, as I said, as well as uh, on um, the curvature of the universe and also on dark matter. Uh, but there is a, a problem that uh, immediately uh, appeared is that uh, the horizon problem, according to the model uh, on which we described our universe, that is this cosmological model, Friedman, Lemaitre, Robertson, Walker, that uh, make the hypothesis that the universe is homogeneous and isotropic, uh, there should be an horizon. I mean, not every point on the microwave background radiation would have should have the same temperature. How it happened that uh, the temperature is equal on all the point of microwave background radiation uh, if uh, the dissolution has an horizon? I mean, there should be a zone in this uh, spec, in this microwave, <coughs> on the cosmic background radiation in which the point should have not been in causal connection at the beginning of the universe. <coughs> To solve this problem, 
as I mentioned at the beginning, it was introduced the theory of inflation that uh, is saying that we can explain that uh, the problem of the horizon saying that the uh, universe at the beginning had uh, a faster expansion than is expanding today. And uh, this uh, uh, made in contact all the point of the universe at the beginning in such a way that the temperature of the micro microwave background radiation is the same in every point. And uh, the inflationary theory, it's not a theory that is in, in the Einstein equation. It's something that is put by N also, but uh, works very well and um, should be created by what I have mentioned at the beginning, the um, uh, quantum uh, fluctuation coming from quantum gravity. Um, the other point was uh, which kind of curvature the universe in which we live is. Now, uh, is the universe uh, positive curved, Riemannian, is negative curved, uh, hyperbolic, or is uh, flat? And the answer could be found studying again the cosmic background radiation. Because if uh, you study the spectrum of um, the smallest variation of the temperature and you study the first peak, you can um, derive from this first peak the curvature of the universe. And it seems that our universe is completely flat. It's not uh, negative curved, not positive curved, it's flat. Uh, so it's expanded very much. Um, now, there is another uh, uh, problem in the universe. The problem means that not completely solved. That is uh, the question of uh, dark matter. Uh, dark matter essentially was first a quantity that was uh, introduced when they start to study the um, uh, the, the velocity of uh, when they start to study spiral galaxies. Because uh, if you plot the velocity, the radial velocity of uh, spiral galaxies function of the distance, one should have a, um, a curve that more or less should be like this. This is the expected uh, curve coming from the visible matter. But uh, when they plotted the, uh, the radial velocity function and the distance, they found the curve like this. In order to explain this curve, they say that there should be an extra matter that we don't see that is called dark matter. Now, um, uh, today, the best way to estimate the mean, mean density of dark matter is uh, by using this uh, CMB, very tiny variation of uh, anisotropy, the anisotropies of the cosmic background radiation. The small variation of temperature on cosmic background give you information about the dark matter because this uh, variation temperature should be related to uh, dark matter. And another evidence of dark matter, uh, strong evidence according to many scientists, the bullet cluster. This picture is the superposition of two images. One is an optical image and the other is an X-ray images and described the, the, the two, two, two colliding clusters. 
And uh, at the beginning, it was uh, believed that uh, the reason, uh, the main reason for gravitational lensing uh, was coming from um, the, um, the, the gases uh, of these two uh, clusters that were colliding. But uh, later they discovered that uh, the um, gravitational lensing uh, was mainly, uh, cannot be explained by the gases of these two um, uh, clusters, but uh, one if uh, to introduce uh, an extra ingredient to explain the gravitational lensing, and this gravitational extra ingredient uh, um, was, ident was identified as the, uh, the, the dark matter that was around each galaxies of uh, the two uh, clusters. So again, one is to introduce this hypothesis of this uh, dark matter in order to explain um, this phenomena, otherwise not uh, explainable. And um, in the world, there are many people that are uh, looking for uh, the nature of this dark matter. Uh, as you have heard, probably one possible nature from a particle point of view are axions, but nobody is sure yet uh, still, uh, nobody has the final experimental proof of this dark matter. Um, and it's uh, another enigma. But uh, let us come to the main, uh, another important ingredient uh, in our universe uh, that uh, uh, appeared in 1998. Uh, in 1998, uh, the measure of uh, type 1a supernova, redshift, showed that the universe uh, is uh, not only expanding, but it's even accelerating. Now, uh, according to the Big Bang theory, the universe uh, uh, should e expand decelerating because uh, gravity is a, an attractive force. Anybody knows this. But the universe is, uh, according to this measure, is uh, accelerating. As I, well, I, 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 I highlight, Friedman, Lemaitre, the Robertson, work in cosmological model predict that after the Big Bang, the, the universe expands but decelerates. How to solve this? Uh, another enigma. Uh, the solution is uh, what um, is, was called from 1998 on dark energy. Supernova, as you probably have heard, are good indicator of distances. Supernova, we know very well that um, uh, the mechanism for, of uh, the evolution of a supernova. So from this mechanism, we can derive the right luminosity of the supernova. Supernova will become a white dwarf. And uh, after the explosion, there will be a nebula, as we saw in this picture, and uh, a white dwarf uh, at the center of, more, more or less the center of the supernova. If this white dwarf will be close to a stellar companion, it will strip gas. This is another phenomenon that astronomically is quite well known. And supernova can be seen very well because when a supernova starts, it's visible like the galaxies in which it is contained. And also, uh, they are considered uh, this supernova also standard candles. I mean, since we know how intrinsically the phenomenon of the supernova evolved, we can derive the real distance of the supernova 
measuring how uh, luminous the supernova is and knowing how uh, it's really luminous, we can derive the distance from, uh, from us. This is the way the technique that they use. You see that at the beginning, before there will be no supernova, after a supernova will happen. So making the difference of the, these two images, we see how the luminosity of the supernova evolves. Now, what uh, the discovery of 1998 showed that type 1A supernova are less bright than expected. Therefore, the distance of uh, us observers from the supernova is greater. If it is greater, it is necessary to assume that uh, an accelerated expanding space-time, there should be a, an acceleration. Now, the universe has expanded more than what we um, really uh, believed. Now, gravity slowdowns, I mean, the expansion of gravity is attract. I mean, the uh, gravity is attract. It means that uh, slowdowns a, a, an original expansion. Why the universe speed ups? So there, there, there must be a, um, there, there must be a, um, a sort of repulsive gravity, a sort of anti-gravity. So this, we can explain this, introduce the concept of dark energy that uh, introduced the concept of uh, negative pressure. Today, the universe is dominated by dark energy because the majority of uh, matter energy in the universe is mainly dark energy. So the, uh, so the dark side of uh, the force is taking over, so to say. Beware of the dark side. So the only mechanism we know in the Einstein equation to explain this phenomena is to reintroduce the cosmological constant. This cosmological constant will introduce a negative pressure. Negative pressure, in general, the pressure is something that uh, um, will, uh, will, will exercise a force on, a wall, on walls in such a way that the walls will increase the distance between them. Negative pressure is something, sorry, negative pressure is something that uh, tends to reduce the distance between uh, walls. It's uh, the opposite of what we really know about pressure, of course. So the Big Bang model we have um, highlight that there is an expansion, okay, the universe is accelerating. And uh, a dark energy need to be introduced. And this way of introducing dark energy is to modify the Einstein equation as Einstein himself did with the cosmological constant. And this cosmological constant 
will explain why the universe is um, um, accelerating. Now, uh, before the Planck satellite, we knew that uh, uh, this was the relation between the different kind of matter energy in the universe. 72.8% was dark energy in the universe. The ordinary matter, I mean, the matter that we can really see are uh, 4.5%. Dark matter is 20, was 22.7%. And the age of the universe was 13 million years, 0.7. Now, after Planck, we know that dark energy is a bit less, 68.3%. The ordinary matter is 4.9%, uh, and dark matter is 26.8%. Consequence of the accelerated expansion. The matter density, matter density um, decreases indefinitely because uh, not only the universe expands, but accelerates. Um, new structures are no longer formed because uh, if uh, uh, continue to expand, we are going uh, through a period of uh, very high entropy. Galaxy recede beyond the horizon. I mean, an horizon will start to form because we can see uh, all, not only the, not only, not all the object, the point in the universe will be causally connected because uh, the universe is accelerating. So there will be zone that will not communicate anymore one with the other. Now, cosmic evolution. Um, this was uh, is, uh, the Einstein general relativity equation before dark matter. There was uh, an expansion, there was matter, there was, there was, there was curvature. Three kinds of uh, geometry, uh, hyperbolic geometry, fat geometry, uh, Riemannian geometry, positive curved, flat, negative curved. And the cosmology, you can have only three guides of cosmology. I mean, a universe that will expand forever, that is the geom hyperbolic geometry. And that the universe, one is flat, will expand forever, but it's a Godilock situation in which if you add only one proton, it will collapse because it's a limiting situation. And another universe in which uh, uh, the quantity of matter is enough in such a way that the universe will collapse and will create a big crunch. This was the situation until 1998. Revolution in cosmology, universe accelerate, the geometry is only flat, the only possibility with this uh, cosmological constant. And uh, there is uh, the expansion, uh, there is a, a matter term that includes also the curvature term. And there is an extra term that is, uh, could be dark energy vacuum of the original uh, quantized field. This is an, an hypothesis or 
another quantity that is uh, quintessence. Now, uh, so the possible um, future or our universe would be the following. If dark matter, um, sorry, um, if for example, uh, dark energy, uh, ordinary matter will take over on dark energy and the, 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 the matter is enough to, to make the universe to recollapse, we, have, we, we will have, we, we will have a, a big crunch. So the universe will expand and up to a point will recollapse and we will have, we will have another, a, a recollapse in another big bang. This is a possibility. If for some reason, dark matter that is also a big quantity in the universe will not dominate or will collapse. Uh, we still can have the critical universe. I mean, uh, the, again, the ordinary matter will take over on dark matter, dark energy, sorry, dark energy, dark energy. will take over on dark energy and, um, but um, we, have, we are in a Godilock situation. And so the universe continue to expand forever and um, it's flat. And we have the other solution, um, uh, the final solution is uh, the one in which um, uh, the, um, the matter of the universe, not matter energy of the universe is not enough uh, and it will take over on uh, dark energy, um, but it's not enough to make the universe to recollapse. Anyway, uh, and we have the fourth situation that is the most probable in my opinion, with uh, this situation of dark energy, in which since we have um, this uh, big amount of dark energy, and if this big amount of dark energy remain, re remains constant, it will not uh, collapse, uh, the universe will expand forever. We will go to, uh, towards a, a, a big chill or, pull, or uh, a dead end, um, and heat death, heat death is called heat death. I mean, in the sense that uh, there will be a very a phase with a high entropy, there will be no possibility of life, no possibility of formation of structure, etc. But there is also another possibility the possibility in which uh, the dark energy that we are supposing now so to say constant, will be dynamical and will increase. Uh, this is the famous phantom menace, um, a situation in which uh, the dark energy will, in, uh, uh, dark energy will, will, will increase and will be dynamical. And in this case, um, uh, it will happen the following. Due to such a super negative equation of state, the phantom component leads to a big rip. I mean, the, um, the, the fabric of the space-time will be torn, essentially. And we will, be, we will have a very a singularity also in the future of the universe. And this uh, singularity, the big rip, will torn apart the stru very structure of space-time. 
So uh, the situation will be uh, the following uh, 22 billion years before the Big Rip, we are today 60 million years before the Big Rip, the Milky Way, our galaxy will be destroyed. Uh, three months before the Big Rip, solar system breaks apart. Uh, 30 minutes before the um, uh, the big rip, the earth explodes. Uh, yeah, I'm not considering what uh, already Jonathan has said before because things will happen even before, but it's from a cosmological point of view. And uh, 10 to minus 19 seconds before the big rip, the atoms will rip, be ripped apart. This will be a sort of cosmic uh, dooms, uh, doomsday. Okay, but um, of course, in all this story, I have to highlight that uh, we don't know really again what is the very structure of dark energy. I mean, it's uh, uh, something that we have introduced in the lambda CDM model, the lambda CDM model, sorry, of the standard model of cosmology. But again, uh, um, the very structure of uh, dark matter as well as dark uh, energy is completely unknown. Okay, I'm, I, uh, I will finish here. Thank you for uh, your attention.